Hey there, are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Join Adol Kozilski and Fagy Stern as they explore ways to reverse chronic illness and achieve vibrant health. Your health is your only wealth and together we can be better. Hashtag Healthy You, Wealthy You. Good morning, good morning, and indeed we can be better together. And as always, on the Healthy You, Wealthy You show, we attempt to show you various modules, various ways, different ideas on how you can live a healthier, more wholesome life. And today we've got a very different program, an exciting program. We're going to be interviewing Sally flanagan Guchar. Sally is going to tell you her own story about how she came from chronic illness and from being plagued with a whole lot of stuff to a place of peace, a place of health. And we would love you to join this conversation. So as always, our SMS line is 34519. Our telegram number 061-895-1019. First, let me say good morning, Fagy. Good morning, Adol. <laughs> you look very crouched up. I know the weather is revolting outside, but it looks like that you're... I'm feeling actually feeling nice and cozy over here, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> good. Right. We are going to um, start our conversation and welcome Sally to High FM. Good morning, Sally. You're looking very bright. <laughs> good morning, ladies. It's a great pleasure to be here with you this morning. Welcome, Thanks, Sally. Sally. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's let's start off by sharing with our listeners a little bit of your early life and, and, you know, the the battlefield of where you were stuck. And then we can take the conversation forward. Okay, excellent. So just to get straight to the, you know, the beginning, I am not too sure what the trigger was, but from all the therapy and the reading I've done, it would appear that the majority of sort of ailments and, and chronic illness uh, is rooted in trauma. So, yes, I did have a pretty traumatic childhood. My parents, obviously, I don't blame them. They're doing the best that they could, you know, because as I believe we carry kind of dysfunctional behavior through generations. So, obviously, what they were bringing in was coming from their dysfunctional childhood and their lack of love as children. But from from my experience, I developed a coping mechanism, which I also got to and learn that it was a coping mechanism through therapy. And that was um, a really chronic eating disorder, bulimia. Um, and I, I grew up with this, with this bulimia. And uh, I don't know where it came from, really, but it just became all consuming from the age of 10. I was really successful at school. I was the hockey captain, house captain, captain of drama. And I am very gregarious and enthusiastic and energetic. I love speaking to people. I love being acknowledged I love being seen and I, I took that to another like level because I thought I needed so much to be loved and seen anyway so um like all addiction you know they are progressive so I used to journal I used to go to therapy I I really knew in my in my heart of hearts I used to pray a lot that I would heal this was even when I was when I was young and as my life continued, I kept on seeking. I've always been very physical. I love moving. And I thought I'd become an aerobics instructor, but that didn't work out. And anyway, long story short, I got to the point where I was about 23. I'd finished my degree. I was um, an honors degree graduate in dramatic art. And I, I was really struggling. And my sister was living in Aspen, Colorado at the time. And she said, oh, I, I, I'm also actually struggling with an eating disorder. But I found two things. There's the 12-step program of Overeaters Anonymous, 
called anorexics, bulimics, and compulsive overeaters. And there is this hot yoga. <laughs> she said, this hot yoga is amazing. And I literally, God bless my father, sent him a message because I was living in London at the time. I was trying to pursue my acting career, but I was soulless. I had nothing. I was an empty vessel of just addictive, chronic, dysfunctional living, binging and vomiting, but trying, constantly trying to just find a way. So I've always had hope. I've always had this hunger and this desire to 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 want to be well. And I think that's essential in any healing journey is that that hope. You can't lose hope. So you got to find that something, whether it's a song or a personal book. I'm like, really, you got to find that that hope. And there's so much available to us. So off I went to my first Bikram yoga class. And I just remember for the first time ever experiencing a sense of peace because I didn't think. So Addiction, especially bulimia, what am I going to eat? How much am I going to eat? When am I going to vomit? How am I going to vomit? That's fattening. You know, just this constant, constant, like relentless mind turmoil, hell. It seems that we just had a little bit of a, a break over here. So while we're waiting for Sally just to reconnect, <clears throat> uh, Faye, if you can just be in touch with her and just tell her that we are speaking to Sally Flanagan Guchar and we are understanding health from an emotional and a, a, a spiritual sense, but understanding that the, 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 the way to attack our physical symptoms is actually to go look inward. And this is something that you know, when looking at health, one has to understand that one isn't one one dimensional, that attacking any one specific thing is the cure of it all. But in fact, it is something that allows us to, uh, to, 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 to start healing. But at the end of the day, we need a lot of stuff to heal. I can see that we've got Sally back on again. Sally, can you hear Great. us? Right. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm back. So you yeah. were telling us that for the first time, that you, 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 you experienced the session in yoga. You found peace. Yeah, it was amazing. So the thing with hot yoga is that, um, there is a level of intensity about it. Um, that is, that is very, um, powerful. So what happens is, is that, you know, they say that the quickest way to still the mind is to move your body. And in, the, in hot yoga, the, the point is, is that you want to get into a level of intensity so that you stop thinking. And for me, I was just able to breathe and move. And they also use mirrors in hot yoga. So you look into your own two eyes. And the point is to actually confront yourself. And through that, you really get to heal. And it's not like obvious. It's something that happens on quite a subtle level. All you really need to do is get into the room and uh, listen to the instructions and breathe and move. And there's a lot of healing that happens on, a, on an, an unconscious level because a lot of the, the healing is happening on a physical level because the trauma is trapped in our cells. So I left that, that yoga class and I noticed that I actually, for the first time in my life, felt good about myself. And um, I carried on doing yoga. I carried on doing the 12-step program. I did all sorts of different healing. It took me 10 years to overcome the to stop the behavior, to stop the cycle. So I'd get um, 10 days of recovery and then I'd relapse. And then another two weeks of abstinence and then I'd relapse. And now 
um, well, how many years later? 20 years later. And or maybe it's been 10 or 12. And I have a healthy relationship with food. I love my body. I mean, I still have stuff in the background. But on the whole, I'm able to observe those thoughts and go, oh, there you are again. Thanks for sharing. I mean, you are so relentless. You just don't give up. So I'm much, I'm able to see. What's interesting uh, that I'm picking up over here is that um, what what you learned to do um, is become an observer to your situation. Like you, you're not the situation. This is the situation. This is me. And I need to find and get tools on how to control the situation or make the situation better. And I think that that's something very, very important when one is coming to heal um, any type of trauma or any type of difficulty in one's life is that we always kind of like identify and label ourselves with that which is, you know, that is that which is wrong with us, which in fact is something that that keeps us stuck, you know, and kind of like that sense of you saying, look at yourself in the mirror, kind of like looking at you outside of yourself and saying like, how now can I deal with the situation? This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. You're listening to the Healthy You, Wealthy You show. I'm Adol Kosilski. Together with Fagy, we are speaking to Sally about her journey and how yoga was an integral part of her healing. If you'd like to join the discussion, 34519 is our SMS line 061-895-1019. Peggy, just before the break, you were wanting to ask a question. So Sally, I'm sure through your practice and through your, you know, seeing so many people come into your Bikram yoga, I'm sure you've had many experiences with helping people through their own addictions, through their own struggles in their lives and their, their journeys as well that they're going through. Um, understand also the concept of dialogue in our minds, you know, obviously going through all these addictions, going through this trauma in your life. We do tell ourselves a lot of things. We do have a constant dialogue in our in our brains, and I'm sure that you also, within the practice, bring in a specific type of dialogue while people are, you know, practicing the yoga, um, which can obviously help them through their through their journeys. If you can kind of either just give us examples of stories that you've had, or you know how you bring this into other people's lives. Absolutely. So when I'm teaching, I try to guide people into a place where they are observing themselves. So it's almost like coaching while, while practicing yoga. So things like always bringing people back to stillness. So bring yourself back to stillness and just picking up on earlier what we were talking about as being the observer. So much of us are just completely in ourselves that we, we don't see the wood for the trees. But the moment we become still and you have a guide telling you to become still, then you get to notice yourself observing your experience. And so the yoga teaches us to be less reactive. So when you're in a room in yoga where it's hot and it's difficult and the postures are quite challenging, you can get feelings like people get feelings of people get very fidgety or suddenly someone will think, I've got to get out of here. It's too hot. And I keep bringing people's attention back to breath and a lot of, a lot of self-motivation. Like you can do this. You've got this. Your body is stronger than your mind. And so people learn that they don't have to react to the things that arise, like things like, oh, my God, but I, I can't do this. I'm not flexible. Or look at the girl next to me. She's stronger. By not being able to leave the room, well, I mean, you can if you want. The individuals get to observe, oh, my gosh, I don't have to respond to every impulse. 
So it teaches us to be less reactive, and the most beneficial tool is the breath. So you breathe normally in and out through your nose. You're looking at yourself in the mirror. You're sweating and you're moving, and you're just kind of watching yourself doing this. And a lot of people come to me and say that yoga saved their life. You know, I've got lots of testimonials, and they say things like, it's helped me to be less stressed. And stress is so much when we are reacting in life. You know, you say something to me, I take it personally, I lash out at you. And then we've got this battle of the personalities. Whereas when that awareness comes in and it comes through the body, we're able to just take a breath. And that inhale and exhale is the space between the reaction and the response. And that's what can really change your life. And also for me, it's about taking things less personally. You know, when I realized I wasn't my personality, I was able to um, make huge leaps in my healing because things are only a problem when they're personal. Mm. Um, but if or, I see, you, oh my God, you, my... Probably, you could probably like reframe and say, things are only a problem when your ego's in the way, right? Exactly, exactly. And so yoga, the, the hot yoga breaks down your ego because it's so difficult. Not in a way that it's difficult to do physically because you can get in there and I don't care what your posture looks like. It doesn't matter if you can touch your toes or if you can, that's irrelevant. What I'm interested in is if you can stand and look at yourself in the mirror and be still and just feel and be and not have to run anywhere, not have to do anything, not have to take anything. Cause you know, like Gary Zukon said, the first step in spiritual growth is to feel our feelings. And I used to think that my feelings were going to kill me. So I would just go and stuff a chocolate cake down my throat and I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm okay now. Then I'd vomit. It's like, you know, that relief. And then everything was just quiet, you know. And so the yoga gives you the same sense or the same feeling that you get when you are, when you, when you use your substance because it brings relief, except it's a healthy alternative. It creates so much catharsis and like your whole body gets to breathe. So I think it's um, so interesting also that the heat obviously also takes your brain to a different level. So like, it's not just doing a movement in a regular room. It's actually that the heat is literally breaking you. It's, it's making yeah. you sweat. It's making you and almost feel I like you aren't this, able to like, do something. Explain but the then you, heat. when you do, you, you break through heat? it and it's amazing. Sorry, Edel. Yeah, totally. So the what heat, so, the heat? Uh, like just explain that. Just explain that. Okay. So hot yoga is, it's, it's called Bikram yoga. And the heat of the room is basically when he came to America to bring this yoga to the West, he, he was teaching it and he thought, it's a bit chilly in here. India is hot and humid. So when you're practicing yoga in India, you sweat. And that's mm. called tapas. You're burning. You're burning. Um, Ayanga says, you know, if you, sweat, if you sweat once a day, you will be healthy. So we actually create an environment where we put in heaters. We have infrared and then an industrial humidifier. It's a bit like oh being in a jungle. So you are, it's like hot, steamy. So it's brilliant for the lungs, especially with all the COVID and you sweat and you actually just, it's incredibly, um, it's purifying. It's challenging. It's intense, but I have yet to meet anyone who feels worse after the class than they did before. You know, the most difficult thing is actually getting yourself to the studio. But once you're on your mat, everything's taken care of. Okay. So now I understand, I understand the, the, the heat part of it. Um, yeah. Just in, in in terms of 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 the yoga, is that what differentiates your yoga from other other yoga practices? I mean, I know there's a lot of yoga practices. You know, use it basically for 
for you know for for healing and different people like different things. Is that is that yeah, the yeah. main line that 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 changes in that? Yeah, the heat heat intense. Yeah, and also it's um I mean it's the same sequence. So we do 26 postures. You do each posture twice, except in the 60 minute class, we do some of the postures once. And what's great about that is that it's a bit like having a mantra because you're not other yoga sometimes, and it's not better or worse. It's just different. The sequence will change. Whereas this, you know what you're coming to. So there are a few benefits in that. The first is that you don't have to get all worked up with trying to follow a sequence, you know, and then the second is that because you know what's coming, you don't get distracted by some creative routine. And so there really is nowhere to go. You cannot escape yourself. It's like if you want to get to know yourself or if you want to get to know, you know, your issues, just just come into a hot yoga class because you are completely naked and everybody's the same. I mean, I we, we joke as hot yogis when we see people out and about, we don't recognize each other with our normal clothes on <laughs> you get it you get stripped down to the bare like to the basics but also it's the repetition through the repetition the magic and the transformation is forced to rise so you get to watch yourself you get to observe your flexibility improving you get to observe yourself getting stronger because like three weeks later you can do that posture better than the what then you know last week so you're building incredible strength strength not just physical strength but strength of spirit you know, so that if you're in a dysfunctional relationship, you have the strength to start to follow the journey you need to be able to free yourself from that. It's all about you know, resilience also. Have, you know, you, yeah. the idea is to better yourself. Like you say, the postures are the postures, but you can also better yourself in each posture. Absolutely. You know, you're pushing I mean, yourself in the class to do better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we say like you can only rest if you want to vomit or faint. And I know that sounds radical, but... It's because we get up too easily as people. You know, you need to be able to have a strong backbone. And the, the practice of yoga is the practice of making your spine strong and flexible. You know, and if you if you don't have a strong, flexible spine, you know, you can't stand up for yourself. So it's like your body is, is as your body gets strong, you start to, especially for like if you've been through abuse or if you, you know, are, are, are feeling are in an environment where you're less privileged as a woman or have less, right so you can like really embrace your 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 essence and it builds a strong sense of self-worth it really and for me that's like you know it's so cheesy but loving the self you know then I can give love to you because you know then I can be empathetic with you but it, it's like it's got to start from from within so yeah, I remember saying to a therapist once, you know, my, and my husband just does whatever he wants. And she said to me, Sally, happy people do what they want. <laughs> like, okay. So like, we've got to put ourselves first, you know, um, and then from there, we're able to be of service to our children, to our spouses, to our people in our work environment. I think one of the things that you're touching on that, 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 um, is certainly resonating with me is that because life is so hectic, you know, whenever you speak to people and you say to people, eat better, sleep better, you know, take some time for yourself. The most common thing is I like, I don't have time. I've just got so much on my plate. And it's not that they're making it up. The truth is, is that life is hectic. Today we live a very frenetic lifestyle we've got lots of like to do's we've got lots of commitments and um, we're juggling so much um but i kind of like feel that 
when we don't stop and we don't give to ourselves and we don't go into the mode of self-care, that we will never, ever be able to get off that crazy hamster wheel. And I think what, I, what I'm hearing you say is that, you know, that is the point from which you, you know, a person, if a person wants to function um, healthily, um, you know, outwardly, they've got to first concentrate on themselves. And it's not a selfish thing. It's a healthy thing to do. Definitely. I mean, I'm a yoga teacher. I've been doing this for 20 years. I've, I've had my studio for, for that long. And when COVID hit, I mean, when that call came in, just to let you know that, you know, I'm definitely, I do yoga because, and, and all these things, because if I don't, I can also just, it's so easy to go into chaos. And from the moment that, that, that kind of message came that we needed to lock down, I was, I went into like probably, you know, the rest of the world, complete crisis mode. And, um, I now needed to pivot and I was getting my yoga studio onto the tennis court. And then I was getting my yoga studio online. I'd never done Zoom before. And, you know, we all had to just suddenly just, you know, make it just change. And then I, my lease expired at the strap center. It was becoming quite, uh, um, just ridiculously expensive. And so that studio closed down. And then I thought, okay, am I going to go back into teaching yoga or I'm going to change professions? And it's, it's interesting because my life job is to teach yoga. So by the grace of God, this new venue at the Wanderers Cricket Stadium came up. But over, and then my husband got really bad COVID and he passed out in our bed. And I thought that he, he was, he was actually dead. Um, and oh, I managed to get him to hospital. But my point is, is that the last two years have been incredibly traumatic for all of us. And I developed chronic pain in my body. I was in so much stress trying to, you know, constantly get the studio going and getting it to break even. And I wasn't really focusing on what I'm supposed to do. I was, I wasn't teaching as much yoga because I was so busy trying to create another studio and almost recreate what I had. Mm. And the pain was in my body was unspeakable and um i was re-diagnosed with fibromyalgia but the whole point of, of of what i'm saying is that our bodies don't lie and our bodies tell us a story my body was trying to tell me that i was doing something that was not in harmony with my truth and i just knew and i was grappling and through you know i've got a, a business coach who does my social media and i was talking and i was you know having cortisone injections to get rid of the pain and I've had surgery and but I just knew that that there was something on an emotional level that was what was creating this pain and when I changed and I just stopped everything and I went back to teaching and keeping things simple and just not having to do anything fancy the pain started to slip away and that was about about four four weeks ago wow so real life stuff yeah um, yeah it's like and that's the thing it's like heels like i'll go oh my god i'm awakened Yahoo! that's it right the suffering is over <laughs> but it just it doesn't seem that that's life life is you know when we're not in alignment uh, our bodies or something shows up to show us that there's something that needs to be addressed so the body keeps the score Yes, absolutely. I mean, I think that that is a um, a very big 
topic now that that the body is with with somatic healing and with you know with with traumas and things that a lot of you know what one is going through um is coming simply because we are body and soul you know yeah yeah that's what i was saying um when just just a little while ago is that healing being a healthy you wealthy you person is a person who not only concentrates on the the practicality of what to eat and when to sleep and you know what to do on the practical level but one has to address you have to address the emotional and the mental and the spiritual you know wherever you you're holding on that continuum because they do go hand in hand and many times you will hear and 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 read stories of people who were doing everything fine physically and they were still sick because you can't you can't negate you know spirit you cannot negate soul you cannot negate negate the fact that you're a comp- you're a composite of all of those mm. things absolutely so you know um it's like i try to have a 75% healthy diet i mean yesterday I had a Cinnabon, like I haven't had one of those in many, many years, but I just wanted something sweet and gooey and like, you know, carbohydrates. And I wasn't able to do that in the past, but now I can eat something like that and, you know, then move on. But then for dinner, you know, I had a delicious salad with lots of avocado. I'm not vegan. I eat egg, I eat cheese and stuff, but like, I really try to eat proper food, like vegetables and whole grains and fruit and fish and eggs and I love dark chocolate so food is very much a part of the healthy body mind because obviously the acidic environment in the body is not good so and the yoga like has helped me to notice how food makes me feel in the past I was just oblivious but now if I have something to eat I oh okay that doesn't make me feel so good oh that makes me feel good so i'm really trying to do things that make me feel good because gosh being being in chronic pain is is unspeakably difficult because it makes i mean it, the, the depression is 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 real can can so it's so interesting that you talk about the food because my brother actually always says before he comes to a, a bikram yoga class that your body really tells the truth you know you eat something that is saucy and unhealthy and terrible and you know you feel okay but then you come to bikram yoga and you feel like rubbish and you think to yourself oh my gosh whatever i ate before and it really does you know if you eat something healthy something wholesome your yoga practice is completely different completely so yeah i'd like to talk a little bit more about the relationship with food and just to to unpack that a little bit more we're going to go for a little bit of a break if you'd like to join the conversation, 34519 is our SMS line, 061-895-1019 is our telegram number, just to let listeners know that Peggy and I run a WhatsApp group. It's admin run, so we don't spam you and drive you insane. But what we do is we drop a thought every single day on how to live a healthier life. If you'd like to join that WhatsApp group, you can send an email to info <clears throat> at chayfm.com. Give us your name and please remember to give us your number and we will gladly join you. This is 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosulski and Fagy Stern. We're talking about the benefits of yoga and a healthy lifestyle. Uh, Sally, let's talk a little bit about what did you uncover about your relationship with food? Because, you know, food plays a huge part in our lives. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're eating it <laughs> for maybe yeah. overeating 
for 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 16 hours of our, of our day. Um, today, food has 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 become like a multi-billion-dollar industry. We we kind of I, I think we've got like everybody's got a relationship with food. Like, can we talk about what you came to understand about your relationship with food, particularly because you came from a space where you had an unhealthy relationship? Yes, I mean. For me, I used to be terrified of food. It was like any food for me equaled fat. It was that radical. So it was a problem because, you know, and I'm, um, I couldn't starve myself. Well, I would, but then I'd binge. So it wasn't like I always used to think, Oh, I wish I could be anorexic and no disrespect to anyone out there who is suffering from anorexia because it is absolutely torturous. And at the end of the day, it's the same, whether you're overeating, undereating, starving or binging, the, the, the foundation is the same. It's like, there is just, yeah, the incredible need for, for love. Um, so with food, I have now just, I don't diet. For me, it's all about, um, a lifestyle. No restriction, no fasting. I don't do any of that. So I married a, a man who, when I met him, uh, who's vegan and he does things like the master cleanse, which is a fast where you mix cayenne pepper, maple syrup and lemon in water. And for 12 days, all he does is he drinks the lemonade. Gosh, your food bill must be very low. <laughs> yeah. So, no, it's insane. He does that like maybe once a year. Now, when I first met him, I was incredibly triggered because I was still like not a hundred percent in my truth. And so I think I need to fast because yogis and healthy people, they fast. And also fasting is a string is, is a sign that I have a strong mind. For me, fasting is just, is just, it's not, it's not, it's not for me. I am, um, I go into complete like craving and self-loathing and it triggers so many things. So I've come to accept now that fasting is not a healthy thing for me. Um, it's very healthy for some people, but you know, there's no one way. There's no one size fits all. So my friend Zahn Otto is a, is a, um, a dietitian and she's literally taught me to eat. And what I love about her is she actually will like make a plate of food and say, okay, so that's, that's a moderate portion and that is a balanced meal. And it means like a proper piece of fish with a big pile of vegetables and, you know, some mashed potato or like just eating enough because when the body gets enough of the right food, the blood sugar is stable and then the cravings for things like sweets and sugar and stuff become less. And it's a consistent practice. I still have a pretty complicated relationship with food, but on the whole, and I eat, I love eating and I'm learning to use food as to really nurture me and to celebrate. Like I can eat, I love eating. And now wow. I can eat and, and I haven't turned into, and I'm not obese, you know, I'm, I'm like, I can't believe it. I, I can eat and, and not roll around. And so, but it's, 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 it's complex. It's, um, it's, you know, this relationship with food for me is my, it's my, my biggest teacher because it's, it's basically my, my uh, kind of tunnel to God. It's like my route to God because it's through my suffering and through my challenges that I access my relationship with my higher power. And that's the only place where I find any grace. Right. I, I think like what, what you're saying is, is very true. I think two points to emphasize because there are many different modalities to coming to, to, to health and to well-being. 
And as you correctly said, like for some people, fasting is brilliant, right? And for other people, that's not, not the route to go. Um, and I think that one of the things that also people need to cultivate, it's taken me quite a long time to, to realize that I've actually got to listen to my body. I, I, I can see and know that on the days that I do whatever I do, I happen to practice fasting. Um, I love intermittent fasting. It's, it's, it's changed my life. Um, and I can see on the days that I don't fast and I, you know, allow myself to eat the whole day, I actually feel awful at night. Awful. It's very good for my body to have that break from fasting. Other people are going to be different. But the point that I'm bringing out here is you have to listen to your body. And, you know, there are times I cheat. And boy, I tell my family afterwards, please don't let me cheat. Because I yeah. feel so terrible. I feel yeah. so awful. I don't want to go. I don't want to go there again. And so I think everybody has to cultivate kind of like an, an inner sense, uh, like an intuition, mm. which everybody does have. We just don't, we don't create the stillness to listen to that intuition, right? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And just to understand Absolutely. also that, that, that food does have such an emotional effect on us, whether, whether yeah. we are struggling with, you know, a food issue or, um, you know, the average person eating on a regular day, every time we eat, it has an effect on our emotional, like you say, with insulin and having our blood sugar stabilized and, you know, our moods and our, concentration it, it's it's all like a whole encompassing thing for us yeah totally and I, I I like to look at my the way I am with food also as a practice because like I like to know what I'm going to eat so like for lunch for example I packed myself a lunch today yesterday I didn't tense the Cinnabon today I was like I need to pack myself my lunch that's a decent salad with rice cakes and with some cheese so I'll have a decent lunch you know, then I don't have to think about what I'm going to eat and when I'm going to eat. And then I know for dinner tonight, I'll have a piece of salmon with brown rice and veggies. And then afterwards, maybe I usually have some cereal because that's kind of like what I, what I enjoy. But it's very, it's about like having a plan and, and really being aware. You know, eating is a practice. So yoga brings that kind of awareness into it all. And you said something about, Oh, I was going to bring it up. I can't remember. But yeah, just how food is also a practice and mm. the awareness that yoga brings around just everything that we do in life. You know, like for me, getting enough sleep is another thing that's really important. Drinking enough water, drinking warm water with lemon, um, but also doing all of these things from a loving place. Because as soon as I go into any kind of rigid kind of black or white, I just, I just get, I get knocked out. You know, it's like, I, I think we can also bring in the whole fastidious. concept of breathing into this because I think in yoga specifically, um, like you were discussing about the hot yoga mm-hmm. and the lungs and the breathing, you know, that, that, that breathing probably just centers everything for the, for the day. Absolutely. So for breathing, for me, it's like, if there's one thing you do, it's just to sit down like for two minutes or five minutes and just to breathe. In yoga, we breathe in through the, the nostrils using the back of the throat. So it's actually a, you make that sound. So you bring your awareness to the sound of the breath. And if you make your exhale longer than your inhale, you can actually calm yourself down with your breath. So breathing is, is the basic tool we have for calming. And hey, how should teach you go through that and breathing and something with blood pressure? What was your uh, experience? Actually, I was just going to say, uh, I once went for, I go to, a, uh, to, to, for, for my, for a cardiological checkup, um, every year. 
And one of the tests my cardiologist does is to go and check like this whole mind body theater, puts a whole lot of probes on you and you just, he says, don't do anything, just lie there and be still. And then there's this convoluted computer program that goes and tells you, you know, um, your, your, your systolic and your diastolic and your parasympathetic. And there was one point in time he said, listen, he said, you know, you're eating healthy and doing things. He says, but you're stressed inside. You know, you're an override. Mm. And I said, well, what can I do? He says, I'm not going to give you medication. Go and breathe. And I actually yeah. thought that he was like, okay. And I did exactly that. I took two minutes and five minutes and learned to breathe in and out. And I practiced it for a while and I started like seeing a change. And actually the next time, this last time now in April, when <laughs> I, went in, I sat down and I didn't say anything. The lady said, okay, I'm going to stick all the probes on you. And I did exactly that. I took breaths in, longer breaths out, et cetera, et cetera. And when the results came out, he goes, oh my God, you're like a hundred percent. What did you do? I said, I took your pull. I took breathing. <laughs> and that, that was like really a proof of thing. This is 101.9 High FM. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. And as always, when you're having fun, time flies. And uh, time has actually flown. It's been a fascinating conversation. Sally, if anybody would like to get hold of you, how can they do so? So we are located at the Imperial's Wondrous Cricket Stadium. Uh, we're actually inside the stadium. We, we're the old Standard Bank mega suite. So our environment is very, very peaceful. There's a lot of space and it's a great place to come just to also just uh, kind of de-stress and recharge. So uh, my yoga studio, Yoga Experience, is inside the Wanderers Imperial Cricket Stadium. You can uh, go online to yogaexp.co.za for our schedule and our prices. And we will also very happily offer men's only classes or women's only classes for people who um, prefer to not do class with, with genders mixed. You know, we open and available to be of service to our community and it is our our passion to teach yoga and share the power of yoga and the healing power of yoga to everyone and uh, regardless of race color sex we're just uh, we're just here to be of service thank you and thank you so much for giving of your time this has been a great conversation we've loved having you on and uh, thank you for motivating us and uh, bringing ourselves and thank you for sharing your journey with us it was really you know we, we felt that journey we felt your emotion um, it's so amazing to see someone that's kind of worked through their trauma, worked on themselves and, and kind of through your own healing, helping other people with their healing. So thank you so much for all your, your knowledge. Oh, well, thank you. And I'm honored to be on your show and I'll be definitely checking in because it's, it's a great show. You're also doing great work. <laughs> Thanks so much. That concludes the Healthy You, Wealthy You show for this week. Again, if you'd like to join our WhatsApp group, it's info at highfm.com. Give us your name and number and we will gladly join you. And uh, stay safe, stay sane, stay warm, it looks like. And uh, we'll be back in time, same place next week. Thank you, everyone.